welcome to Maiden Speech. My name is Monica Ferguson, portrait photographer and self-love advocate from New Zealand. Each week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to uplift and empower you. Thanks for hanging out. Now let's get into it. Welcome back, Miss Lania Lander, personal stylist. Thanks for having me back, Monica Ferguson, photographer. <laughs> Thanks for coming back. I, I feel like I did quite well to wait as long as I did, actually. Yeah, I think that uh, 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 the previous podcast was really good. I really enjoyed it. And it's nice to be with someone who's just free spirited and um, talks about the real stuff that's going on. Right back at you. Right back at you. So last time we talked heaps about your work and my work and working with women and, you know, body positivity and confidence and all that sort of stuff. And what I thought would be cool would be to go a little bit deeper this time in particular talking about this awesome awesome post that I stumbled upon on Instagram a few how long a month ago or so yeah about a month ago yeah where you came out and you talked about your experience with anxiety and depression and I was Mm. like wow and it was quite interesting because I was like I never expected that for you yet I know better than that you know like I know better than to just look at people from the outside and just assume yeah and I just firstly just wanted to say bravo and congratulations on doing that because that's huge and very empowering for others and especially to do it like we were saying before as a business person you know like I know I have another friend who um recently came out and with a very similar story online and she was met with quite a bit of resistance from one person in particular who pushed back and said you know don't do that it makes you look vulnerable like Mm -hmm. why would you put that out and I'm like because it makes you vulnerable, which means that you then give permission to everyone else to be vulnerable as well. So how have you found, since coming out with that, what kind of reception have you had? Well, first of all, uh, I was pretty, I don't know what came over me to make the post. Actually, I've been kind of secretly dealing with this for some time, but I just think in the last year or so, I'm just kind of wanting to probably show some of this other side to me that makes me who I am. And as much as I think it's a negative thing and I've dealt with it, I'm trying to turn it around and see that, you know, we all deal with stuff. And if I can help someone else who's feeling alone, like how I used to be, then that's great. You know, that's, that's all I can ask. But the response was great. I had all quite positive messages. I've haven't had any negative. Yeah. I think there's definitely people who get it and there's people who don't. You will find kind of who's your real friends and who's not through this experience. It can be challenging to go through that. As you said, it's, it's not easy putting yourself out there. It's very difficult to, almost for me, it sounds like a weakness, but I've got to learn it's not. But it looks like a weakness for me. Like if I say I'm suffering from anxiety, depression, it means I can't handle life, Yeah, which is something what it is. Yeah. But more and more people suffer from it in silence. So I'm sort of wanting to change that a little bit if I can. Yeah, totally. And that's the thing. So many people do. Like an overwhelming amount of people do. And that's why, so for people that are following us, you know, we've just created the Self-Worth Tribe, which is all about having these conversations and making it okay. Because what, what we say, man, I just have this conversation over and over again. What we say is the perfection on social media and the highlights. Yep. Around, and, and it's so easy, this comparison thing, even like even me just now, knowing you and knowing you well, still having no idea and being surprised when that happens, you know, and it's like, 
why though? You know, it's like, I shouldn't mm. be making those assumptions, but we do because we only see what I see are your red outfits and your work and all your cool client stories and stuff. But it's like, at the end of the day, I feel like it's, it's connecting into that deeper thing, which is the reason we do what we do is for a deeper reason. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, if we, we wouldn't be as effective as we are in our work if we didn't want something more for our clients than the superficial stuff. And so I yep. feel lately the, the most amazing people that I meet are people that have gone through this stuff because it builds this resilience, right? And this like desire to really create change. That's almost like the hustle phase of like having to get yourself out of these things. It just makes yep. you a warrior basically. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much stigma around mental illness and, um, and suffering in silence. And I think with social media and, um, and the, and people coming out publicly, um, you know, celebrities or, you know, personalities that we look up to makes it a little bit easier for us who do feel like we're all alone. And that's the thing, this horrible disease makes you feel like you're like in a dark, dark hole and you're all alone. And so you think if you meet people who, who suffer from the same mental illness, you can sort of seemingly relate and try and help each other. Cause it's different for everyone. Everyone deals with it differently. You don't really know you. I didn't know I had it until I broke down basically. So. Yeah. And it is so interesting as well. You know, who has experiences and even like, you know, the stigma and the labels and stuff, I really don't like them because I feel like, isn't it all a continuum? It's just mental health, right? And some days you're here and some days you're there. And why does it have to be like, this box, you know, because I know for me, when I, I first got officially diagnosed when I was 17 and I basically self-diagnosed on the internet, good old Google, and got on my scooter and rode to a doctor and completely burst into tears and gave her all this stuff. Like, this is why I think I'm depressed, da, 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 da. And it was so funny because I know even just now saying like, I don't like the labels. In that moment, I loved the label because I was like, mm. it means there's there's a reason why this is happening it's not that I just can't cope with life that I'm weak that I'm not good enough it's not just you know this isn't just my life there's actually something driving it and then from there you actually have you're in a position of power we can be like right okay you know yeah exactly yeah having uh the label for me was a huge relief yeah yeah a huge relief not overly surprised but kind of I thought surely not me yeah you know but I knew something wasn't right so with the help of great doctors you know it gets you on the right path at least Mm. Mm. and in your blog you wrote about different things that you've done that help so like Mm. therapy mindfulness all that kind of stuff what are what are the other things that you do to get you feeling awesome again yeah, it's a good question because sometimes it's bloody hard to do that. Yeah. Uh, so getting out in the fresh air, so definitely going for a walk. However, sometimes it doesn't work for me because you start thinking and worrying about the certain things that have been bugging you. I find gardening probably one of the top ones because I'm distracted, yeah. breathing and concentrating. I'm being aware, so that's a mindfulness. Being creative, so yeah. I love painting and tying and doing interiors, so switching my mindset off, being around my animals. Animals are really therapeutic I love them yeah (laughs) Um, often if I'm feeling really down and I'm not busy with work I probably take a step back from work to focus on myself just to get myself in a better mindset so you know some days are hard and I realize that there'll be some days a bit more of a battle and there's some days I give into it I just think 
like today I'm not feeling great about myself. I, these are the things I think is happening. And sometimes I can't fight it. I just choose not to. Mm-hmm. And I just have to be inside and, and deal with it on my own and just let that day go. As silly as it sounds to most people, they might think just fight through it, try and find the positivity. It can be your mind and body are just battling and sometimes I just give in. So I watch a movie or I do something like that. But because I've got a family, it's really hard for me to sort of have those really deep down days. But my husband's really supportive. My kids obviously are unaware of what I have, but they might know that I'm not feeling too blessed. So Mm. that helps too. But yeah, I think anything that sort of takes your mind off it, sort of just being present in the moment and being appreciative that we're here and alive, that's as cheesy as it is, it's, you know, we're lucky than some people. So just sort of changing your mindset and trying to get out of that dark space. Mm, Totally. That is not cheesy, not cheesy at all. I think this is the biggest, and it's one of the biggest lessons that I have had to learn is how to actually give myself permission to do nothing and to be still yep. and rest, like actually, yep. actually how important those things are to build yourself back up and to not run from it. I feel like this is the most courageous thing. When the stuff comes up, you could, you know, everyone has different ways of masking stuff. We could just go and hit the pub, you know, that would get us out of it for a while, but we're not really addressing the issue. And so it's like, that's the most courageous thing to do is to actually sit and like, let it hit you like a truck dig deeper learn the lessons you know what can I like what can I be grateful for what can I how can I grow through this and then yeah yeah, like honoring yourself enough to deal with it I feel like that's the biggest thing and in this culture where we run from stuff all the time because if it doesn't feel good then it must not be the right thing it's like but you can't have one without the other right you can't you can't have those amazing days without the opposite it doesn't work that way and fighting it boils, it really, for me, brews it up to be something quite big. And that's when I'll probably have the meltdowns and more of the more emotional side of it. So acknowledging that I, and saying to myself, I have mental illness. Today, I give my permission just to not do a lot. I don't have to feel pressure to do housework, go and, you know, get that money. You know what I'm saying? I just got to yeah. look after number one. I've got to look after me. If I'm, not, if I'm not well, then the family, you know, won't be won't be in a good state. So I have to make sure so I'm better so I can give them the best version of me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's bloody hard though. It's um, it's a horrible, horrible thing to have. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I know a lot of people identify, so many people identify with this. It's just that we're not talking about it. You know, that's it. Yeah. No, well, <laughs> I find it really hard to articulate too, because people go, well, what do you feel? I'm like, well, I don't know. My brain is so mushed up mm. with feelings and things and worry. And but through, I went to a psychotherapist actually who really nutted out some triggers. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about the triggers in depth, but there were some triggers that obviously set it off. Yeah. And um, that was quite good acknowledging those and dealing with those triggers or those people that might come into your life that make you feel like that. Yeah. Uh, mindfulness did work. It, it does work to this day, but just sort of. Acknowledging that I've got it, acknowledging that there's some tools that I can use. Medication helps you keep grounded. I'm not against medication. I think for me, it's the best thing. And my husband notices a huge difference, which is cool. <laughs> yeah. um, and doing natural things and trying to look after your body and, and your mind and things like that. But just sort of be grateful what you got. I'm very lucky that I have the job and the flexibility that I have. You know, I try and relate it back 
you know, so I have definitely more good days than bad. There's definitely, that's, yeah, that's such a good, better balance than before. But it's really hard to see people, what was the trigger or what have I just, I just came to a meltdown. I had a complete breakdown. So, mm. yeah, it's really hard to, I just couldn't handle life anymore. Yeah. I think mm. that's one thing that's really hard as well for people that haven't experienced it, to understand that there's not like a reason that you can't pinpoint. I'm, I feel like this because this happened today. It's like, yeah. that was one of the things I couldn't, I'm like, well, why? And it's like, there isn't, but there isn't a why. And that's almost the most frustrating thing. It's like, how do you fix it then? You know, how do you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people go, oh, but you know, we all worry. I'm like, yeah, but these, these different, these different levels, you know, I think they probably think that sometimes that label gives us permission to have all this worry, but it's when it goes to excessiveness and compulsiveness and it's affecting your mind that you just feel like I can't be here anymore or you know, I'd rather be somewhere else. That's sort of, that's not healthy, you know? You know, so I have come across people who sort of probably think it's like convenient label to have. And to them, it's like, well, you don't understand. So you don't suffer from it. You don't know about it. So, that, you know, that's fine. That's your opinion. But uh, I certainly won't be, you know, bowing down to them and trying to, you know, be friend, be friend, you know, be friends with them if they're going to be like that. I can't be bothered. Totally. Fortunately, I have a really good supportive network, so I can't complain. Another thing with it, I think it's really important that you tell people that are close to you. I decided when I was diagnosed just straight away. Obviously, yeah. my husband was with me, so he knew. But like my mum and dad, my brother, and really, clo- I selected a close amount of friends initially because I was sort of quite new to it, and I didn't know. But I didn't want to be in a socially. I used to get anxiety attacks so things would be overwhelming in social situations so I gave them a little bit of a heads up that sometimes I wasn't feeling great and the supportiveness about it was so good and and one thing you do notice is your close friends will check in with you now and then Mm. sometimes you'll feel people don't and sometimes it's it's nice to hear are you okay yeah it's really important so you definitely try and confide in people that you can trust and that you can ring up and say "I'm, I'm having a really shit day I've I need to talk. I've done that to a couple of my friends and they've been fantastic. So Mm. try and give yourself permission to be able to tell people who are close to you that, you know, it's okay that you're feeling really bad. Um, And they'll do their best to understand whether they understand or not, but that's about being supportive at the end of the day. So I think that's really important. Don't, don't suffer alone. And if you need help, just try and ask for it, whatever that might be. It might be a coffee. It might be someone looking after the kids. It might be just a chat on the phone, you know, or a bit of a gossip session. It just, anything that takes you out of that moment rather than going down to the dumps where you just, you know, you're feeling really bad. So talking about it is is hard, but you'll find yourself, you sort of, it provides less pressure on you at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Why be alone? Yeah. Go share this love around, man. (laughs) True. And also like, that's the best way to honor yourself. Actually. Like if you can, in the midst of that, still reach out for help. That is, serious self-love right there that's like brutal self-love you know not the fluff that's vulnerableness at its man that's at max and yeah yes and you get the stigma you know but you always look so happy and you have this great job you've got family yeah i do i absolutely don't agree with that i can't i'm not unhappy there this is other stuff that's going on yeah and just because i am happy you know obviously deep inside some things are not so 
just don't always assume just because someone's all yeah. that they're going to be okay. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's, I think it's one of these illnesses that still needs to be talked about so people can sort of just try, understand to a certain degree. It's not just having one-off worries or not sleeping. It's, it's a little bit more deeper than that. And, um, yeah. But you can't expect people who don't go through it to fully understand it. But I think if they can try and just be supportive and do what they can to help, mm. then that, that makes it a little bit easy on someone who's really suffering. Yeah. I feel too like it's, it probably is something that everyone goes through to a point. It's just that maybe not everyone is self-aware enough to actually call it what it is. You know, this is where things like addiction stem from, you know, it's easier to reach for the next, whatever this, this or this, or call your ex-boyfriend or whatever, whatever it is, that's going to, you know, help you run from it. But then the power is in these conversations actually. Yeah. So yeah. how do you, how do you feel like, like, what do you feel like your mission is going forward? Because you obviously, there's something in you that's like, right, sitting back is not good enough. So I'm going to come forward. I'm going to share this. What next? I think it's just, I, I, I don't, you know, I think about in like some global, oh, I'm going to be one of these people that people look up to and go, well, she's amazing. I just think if I had someone else who I knew similar, who, who was going through it, then if I can help someone who's not feeling great in that moment, that's all that matters. Mm. But it's just telling the story really and just saying, I have it. It is what it is. It doesn't define me. It's part of me, but it doesn't define me. Yeah. And I'm a lot better now than when I used to be. And having it diagnosed has probably been the best thing for me. And I know what to do. I'm a way better mindset most days. And I'll still do all the goals I want to do. This is just something I have to deal with in the background. Yeah, totally. I love it. Doesn't define you. So, but obviously it's pretty intense, like a pretty big experience to have. So what does that mean for you going forward in terms of, you know, your business, how you want to show up in the world, who you are, all that kind of thing. How has that affected all of that? Well, fortunately it hasn't affected it too much. I think perhaps clients who see this or hear about it or potential people maybe find perhaps I'm more relatable than before that I am human, I'm not, you know, the sort of local celebrity that people keep calling me, which I basically don't feel like <laughs> it, but that sort of yeah. feeling that, you know, I've got the superpower and I always look good and I come across, you know, that's actually, I actually am sometimes suffering science, but I think it's really important now to talk about it and to share my little story. And and that's, as I said, it's just, it comes part of the package with me, but I certainly, you know, I'm not going to take client out and be all down in the dumps about because actually when I work, I'm, it all goes away. It's amazing because I love what I do and I'm so appreciative of the job I have. Well, it's not really a job. That it, that doesn't affect my job at all because I absolutely love it. I'll never give it up in the world. So for me, it, the job helps actually. And, you know, but I deal with clients who have so much emotional trauma that I get this anyway. So if someone is releasing it to me in a fitting room or a shopping situation that at least I can relate to them and go, you know what? Me too. It's okay. Mm. So I think if I can be relatable like that, I mean, I'm human. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a robot. So um, yeah, I just think if it can help someone out who's in there, great. And if people just want to know a little bit about me, then I'm okay to share a little bit of my story. I think there will be always perhaps people out there who might be that, that slight judgment, but you know what? I don't really care. I'm at the age now that, you know, you sort of just be honest and be truthful and, you know, own 
own what's going on. You can choose not to share your life, and you know, but I think it's important that I do. It's important to me, and, and if people want to hear it, then I'm happy to talk to them about it. Yeah, it is, it is so important. That's the whole point of this podcast, even. You know, as much as I love having the fluffy, happy, inspirational topics, sometimes, like, this message for someone that's feeling the exact opposite at home, you know, could be the difference. Like, I, you see it all the time, all the time, yep. everyone. And it's like, we can talk about being vulnerable and we can talk about self-worth and, and all that sort of stuff, but we have to acknowledge this stuff as well, the darkest stuff, you know, because <laughs> we're all dealing with it. Stuff. Yeah. Yep. And you know, to someone who is feeling unsure or they feel overwhelmed and they're not sure what to do, just make an appointment with your doctor and don't worry about articulating it. Just tell them or cry and they'll know. That's what I did. I didn't even know how to articulate how I was feeling. Yep. I took someone with me, like my husband. You could take someone who can help you and she just knew straight off. So mm. don't be afraid. I think that first step is tough. It's really hard, but it's so you'll have the massive amount of release and relief from it. Yeah. So talk to someone, definitely. Yeah. So when you talk to people, like for example, if you're in the changing room with your client and all this stuff comes up and they confide all this stuff in you and you say, Hey, I totally get that, you know, this happened to me. What happens then? How do they react to that? I think they sort of almost feel relieved and think, Oh, really? You go through that and that's and I say, you know, I'm really understanding the point where you are. I've been there. Yeah. I tell them, you know, backstory and I say what are we going to do to move forward and just try and turn it into something that we can giggle about or do something together and just say, Oh, I say to them, it's okay to be vulnerable with me. It's all right. If you want to cry, hopefully not cry about the outfit, but if you want to cry <laughs> yeah. because you know, it's triggering some emotion. I that's part of it. As I said to a lot of people, I feel like I'm part counselor sometimes and part mm -hmm. stylist in a, in a sense. Um, and I always pride myself on being empathetic and I think, that's what stands out for me for the rest. I pride myself on being authentic, honest, and fun. So I think that's what stand, makes me stand out from the rest, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Totally does. Yeah. It totally does. Yeah. Ah, so awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah awesome. I think just to finish off, it's like, you know, thanks so much for inviting me onto your podcast to talk about these things. I actually feel okay talking about it. I thought I might feel a bit really vulnerable, but I think I'm a lot stronger now than before so thank you for making these topics available people and and thank you for what you do because you are truly one amazing person right back at you thank you for being bold enough to even write that first post and then to come on here and talk about it because oh, this, this is what it's all about all of it honestly the amount of people since we've launched the self-worth tribe the amount of people that have come forward and said oh my gosh i needed this so badly and all yeah. the stories it's like i just want us to all know that just because we have fancy Facebook pages or websites or businesses or, you know, we post photos with our sexy husbands or whatever, it's like it doesn't mean that our lives are perfect. Far from it. You know, it's like we've worked so hard. We've worked so hard on ourselves to overcome things and become these people that can now go and inspire others and, and lift others up. And I just think it's so important that people understand that it's, it's the exact opposite to what people might assume. That it's because we've yeah. been through those things, that's why we are who we are, not the opposite. And these things that we go through, regardless of what you're going through, makes you a whole lot stronger in the end. A hundred percent. Yep. A hundred percent. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for dropping in. You rock.
No worries anytime, girlfriend. Awesome.